changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark, and we're continuing with our week of love stories with two stories about the miracle of finding love through what seems a lot like divine intervention. So these two stories come from our newest book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Miracles and More, which was just published last week. In the first story, Judy Stapp tells us that she had gone through a rough divorce and there were still some legal issues to resolve. So she was in church one Sunday praying and she said, God, if you just get me out of this mess, I promise I will never, ever get married again. Well, the moment that she said that, she had a vision that she didn't like at all. She saw herself getting ready to walk down the left aisle of her church with her two grown children, her son-in-law, and her grandson. And although she only had one grandchild, in this vision, Judy's daughter was carrying a brown-haired two-year-old girl. And then in the vision, coming down the other aisle in the church, the right aisle, was a tall man holding the hand of a little girl. And then at the front of the church, she saw beautiful pink flowers. It looked like it was a wedding. So Judy was really shaken by this. She thought about it for days, but then she got busy, back to work, doing two jobs, having no social life, and just trying to survive after her divorce. She did do one fun thing, though. She loved her local baseball team, the California Angels, and she always watched them on TV. So she finally joined the Angels Booster Club after a friend told her about it. And as a member of the club, she attended the games with the whole group, and they even stood at the gates handing out the giveaway items. And that's where she met one of the other club members, John. So John was interested in Judy but she told him she wasn't going to have a relationship with any man and she was never, ever getting married again. And every time she said this, he would just nod his head and smile. And then one day, John's parents invited Judy to their house for a party. John had an adorable little daughter named Jamie, and it was her sixth birthday. And Judy had known that he had a little girl, but he was pretty protective of her And he hadn't actually introduced her before to his little girl. And now Judy found that she and the little girl got along beautifully. They bonded immediately. But once again, she told John that she was never, ever going to get married again. In fact, Judy even told God this. She said, I am not going to marry John. But then finally, John broke through. And he pointed out that they were spending all their time together anyway, so they might as well get married. And Judy gave in. It happened that her daughter was in town visiting from Minnesota, so they decided to throw together a quick wedding right then so that she could attend with her whole family. All of Judy's friends pitched in, and before she knew it, she was walking down the left aisle of the church with her grown children, her son-in-law, her grandson, and her brown-haired two-year-old granddaughter. Her granddaughter started to cry, so Judy's daughter picked her up and carried her down the aisle exactly as she had in Judy's vision three years earlier. And sure enough, just like the vision, there was a tall man holding the hand of a little girl as he walked down the other aisle. And the flowers on the altar, selected by Judy's friend for this last-minute wedding, 
We're pink, just like in the vision. Lisa Lusigian was ready to move into her dream home. Finally, after six years of living in a noisy, crowded, impersonal city near Boston, she was getting out and she was following her dream of moving to the New Hampshire seacoast. She had grown up on a small New England farm, so space and beauty and the quiet of a little town on the coast was just what she wanted. It was even close to the ocean. And Lisa wasn't tied down. She was between jobs. She had no one special in her life. So it was a perfect time to move from Massachusetts to New Hampshire. She paid the deposit to her new landlord and she went home to get packing. She started tossing out all of her years of accumulated stuff, eager to start this new phase of her life. In fact, she says she was a model of efficiency driven by her single-minded purpose to move to New Hampshire. And then something peculiar happened. One morning, she woke up to the sight of all those packed boxes, and she got a really bad feeling about this move, like she shouldn't do it. So she drove back to New Hampshire, asked the landlady if she could get out of the lease, and the landlady said, yes, that would be okay, and she gave her back her money. So Lisa took the money, she went back home, and she left all those packed boxes sitting in the corner of her apartment. And then, surprisingly, a few weeks later, she was offered a six-week temporary position editing a small weekly newspaper in her town. And then one day, on the very last day of this temporary job, she ran into a bearded, rather serious man about her age, and he invited her out for coffee. And you know what happened next. They talked for hours. He said he knew that night that they would get married. And Lisa realized the reason why she did not and should not have moved to New Hampshire. When they got married a few months later, they did move closer to the seacoast, but this time it was together. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. Please make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever you like to get your podcasts so that each new episode will be automatically downloaded into your phone. If you'd like to learn more about our new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Miracles and More, you can find it on our website, chickensoup.com, by clicking on the podcast button and looking at our featured books. And you can pick up a copy and read all 101 stories at Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, your local independent bookstore, Walmart, Rite Aid, Target, Kroger, Amazon, Chapters Indigo, Costco Canada, and wherever else books are sold. Come back Friday for our next episode as we continue our week of love. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.